pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by our sponsors, BetMGM. My name is Michael Leboff. Joining me tonight is Nick Martin. Uh, this is your episode for Monday and Tuesday's game threes and four. Uh, we're recording Sunday night in the middle of Kraken and Dallas, but Seattle is running away uh, with this one. Uh, four nothing, or excuse me, four one now in the second. We'll start with Vegas and Edmonton game three on Monday night. It's the only game. The schedule starts to get less wonky after this one. We'll have uh, two games on Tuesday, then two on Wednesday. Uh, go from there. A quick uh, little aside about this Knights and Oilers game. I keep talking about betting McDavid uh, to score two plus goals, and I bet it almost every game this playoffs. Uh, the two I haven't bet it have been the two he scored two goals in. So I'll probably just go back to that one and, and guarantee he doesn't. But for this game, for game three, Edmonton is a pretty chunky favorite. Minus 170 at home. Vegas plus 145 over under seven. Aside from McDavid to score two plus goals. Nick, anything you see here? It, no, not really. It, it looks like Edmonton's definitely favored enough for me. I think um, I agree. Maybe McDavid. And I think you could probably try and pick out some of your favorite nights. I'll be interested in seeing where Marchessault's shot line is at. I really, really liked it the other game. And I, it honestly didn't, I mean, obviously it was kind of still a bad game script for the Knights, and the fact that it was such a blowout for so long hurt it too. So I think that could be a shot prop I'm interested in. And a lot of the Knights, they've spent so much time. I was diving into this the other day. They've spent so much time leading this playoff that that does change um kind of where i think some of their best shooters numbers would be just because the game scripts so i think that's something to keep an eye on as a side it feels like that's a pretty big price on the oilers i mean it was a very very convincing game too but i, I don't know if i want to go there or not it does feel like I, th I think a better way to kind of when we talked last week and i said we were talking about the zigzag theory in the nba 
And I was kind of thinking what I said about how I'm having a hard time settling into, you know, the back and forth and getting a read. And I feel like a better way to say what I was saying would be that in previous years, it's felt like there's so many series where there's one clear value side where like Montreal's whole playoff run. I was like, this, this team has value yeah. every single game, pretty much. Like, and the Islanders too, and just like, yeah, exactly. Like same year. The Islanders were an underdog every game in their play when they run to the Eastern conference final. Um, yeah. And if they go 500, think, you're doing yeah. really, really good. Um, and that's kind of, I think a better way to say what I was kind of thinking in that. Yeah, that's episode. a good point. Um, and it, it, this feels like one of those maybe where this series, I, I'm not sure I have a feel for like, who's really the side holding value at all. It kind of feels like I'm just trying to, you know, pick off the spot more so. Yeah. One thing that's interesting about Edmonton and the price, right? Like they are five and three in the playoffs and it feels like every win has just been like a huge statement win. They, the last one, like they, they blow out Vegas. They were up for nothing before the game started. Basically uh, you go to those Kings games when they won three in a row to close it out. They came back from three and then they just were just sensational in, in their clincher. And it feels like that kind of stuff is happening every time they win. Leon Dreisaitl is unplayable at the moment. Um, so I feel like, Every time they win, everyone kind of gets carried away a little bit, and you'll see that that seep into the market. So I would be kind of closer to Vegas here. I want to see where this number closes, um, but I, I think I'm going to bet McDavid to score two plus. Uh, and one other thing I want to, because I just want to ask you basically is uh, with with the way this series in Florida and Toronto's going, that means that Matthew Kachuk, uh, and, and we talked about how when Florida was down three two to the Bruins, like just buy his con Smythe as a as a whatever, and just in case th- this, the crazy stuff happens. And so far it's looking like it might, but now I'm really scared that Florida gets to the Stanley cup, wins the Stanley cup and Leon Dreisaitl still does it. Yeah. I mean, and I'm going to say something that's crazy. Goals. I'm going to say something that's crazy. He might set some, some records before the end. Like if they win this round and then go to the next round, let's say next round they play Dallas and it goes seven. Like he might have all the records written, done and they lose that series. And I'm like, there's no way they could give it to someone who can who who doesn't make the Stanley Cup final, right? But that's how good he's been. That I'm still thinking like that would be insanity. I mean, if he if David he made a case last year, but not this kind of case. So one other thing though to talk about Drysaddle's goal scoring, and it's an interesting note because everyone's going to bet it tomorrow. Like yeah. Drysaddle to score and two goals will be the most popular bets, which reasonable. He's going bananas. But at what point too? Like I don't think anyone really wants to say it, but the puck luck is pretty insane. Look at how many of these. How often, and he's smart, like he's going to a lot of the good areas, he's, but how many do you see, how often do you ever see any NHL player ever just find themselves in a situation where they're just tapping them in like this? For even as good as Dreisaitl's been, if you watch how many of them are just like, like both game, both goals last game, the one hits shin pads, drops on a stick, gets it in, which is great. He's out front of the net, obviously, but like a lot of good goal scorers do that, right? And it, it doesn't just find them like this. And then... The second goal is pretty nice play, and he had a really good sequence where Yamamoto missed the net, goes behind the net, passes out front to dry, and the goalie's down because of Hyman, and he puts it in. So I think he's been insane, but it's also kind of interesting from a note of, like, it has been a pretty ridiculous run of, like, like you just don't see guys find goals this easy. So I think it's a bit of both where, like, he is completely dominating, but it, at some point I feel like you'd think it's not going to be this casual, but who knows. And then last note on that hypothetical – not that it really matters, but I think a healthy Edmonton is a horrible matchup for Florida. I was pretty wrong on this Toronto series, obviously, but I 
I feel like even more so it's hard for me to see the transition game of the others not really getting to the Panthers, but who knows? Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see. And the other thing I'll, I'll, I'll just note on that kind of uh, situation, if, if we do uh, before we move on is let's say Edmonton gets eliminated in the conference final. Do you think that is the time to maybe put a punt in on dry sidle? Because like that I, would I wonder, be wild. I wonder. Well, what, I'd be like, interested in seeing like how many what, convincing cases are left. Yeah, though. exactly. Like, like so, like if it's Carolina, look, really, what if it's really Carolina good. versus exactly. Seattle, right? Like, and even I, New Jersey. Like, I'm happy we preached Hughes. He's definitely their leader, but he's not like making an insane yeah. case. So, just something to keep in mind. Uh, Anyways, uh, so that's uh, Monday night, one game. At Tuesday, we got a pair. Like I said, we're recording during Dallas and Seattle at the moment. It looks like Seattle will go into that game uh, with a 2-1 lead, and it will be played in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, But we'll start with Carolina and New Jersey. Boy, did I feel good about my 0-0 bet in Game 3. Almost got there. Only, only the twelve, hey, only that, the twelve goals. We said play the first period under to position some profits. So, yeah. Yeah. uh, won't lap, won't lap. You know, back. Yeah, but uh, but. It is what it is. But yeah, it feels kind of like what we saw out of Carolina in round one. It feels kind of what like we saw out of the Devils in round one, uh, where Carolina's best, our first like true. Poor performance in the series came after they go up two nothing and, and leave Raleigh. The Devils, their best performance comes, uh, or their first good performance comes after going down 0-2. It feels kind of simple to just say, like, is this what we expect out of these teams? Um, now you got to wonder about Carolina's goal tending situation, but I also don't think it's that big a deal. Like, I I truly don't care who's in goal for Carolina. I I would almost say that. If I were if 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 I would had like a Carolina to win the Stanley Cup ticket, I'd probably want Kochekov in at this oh, point. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and like I thought, three zero down today. You just put Kochekov in and see because right. I think part of the problem is they don't want to put him in without playing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Forever. So I thought today was like you go down three, first intermission, try him. I don't know if they're worried about completely shaking Anderson's confidence or what it was, but I feel like that was just one where it was like this is a good spot to get him in a game and see how he looks and give ourselves kind of a chance to consider that option more. So I thought that was really, really interesting. Minus 150. I kind of like the devils here. I've had a pretty bad feel for this series, uh, but I, I feel like I, I like what the devils showed. It, it seems like it is kind of what you thought where they're figuring it out as they go. The one thing that I love, he had some really, really good moments today. I feel like, you know, where I'm going with this Luke Hughes, I talked about it. I said, if they put him in, there's no chance he's going to do worse than some of these bottom defenders. He's just too good. Like we've seen this from all the NCAA guys. And I mean, he had one really bad turnover on the power play, but that was kind of a team wide thing considering it came up four shorthanded goals. And I thought he was excellent. And one of the things that I think is really interesting is, so I think they like the common cliche is when you're playing like a Carolina that comes at you so fast and so hard on the forecheck is you want guys that constantly make this safe play. And I think sometimes people underthink that where, and I, it's not that Hughes was making such risky plays, but he would hold the puck and be slightly more passive or beat the first check and find a play. I thought there's some really good examples of that. And that's exactly what you want to see where you're going to keep the puck and beat it that way. 
as opposed to always trying glass and out and then you're just feeding them because then they're, yeah. they're so good coming back in a neutral zone too. So I thought he was excellent. I think he's going to give them a ton of upside moving forward. And that's like something to be really excited about. I'm just happy he got in too, because I really wanted to, to watch him play this postseason. So I think that's definitely a fun note. I don't know if there's same kind of thing. It seems like value on this yeah. game is, you know, debatable, Maybe. but Luke Hughes anytime goal scorer um it's crazy too for as dead as the devils looked after two games which they got smoked I did not think game two would look like that I thought they were going to find a way to hang around um but they could win the east <laughs> like they can beat Florida I think or Toronto love their chances yeah I mean yeah maybe maybe <laughs> and uh, then, the uh, yeah. so that Hughes point is interesting because it's something that the Islanders almost preached right it was when they played Carolina, how they wanted to basically flip the almost alley oop as many times as they could out of their own zone because they don't they didn't have the puck movers uh, that the Devils have, and what their thoughts was, all right, you know, you flip twenty pucks out of from your own red line a game, maybe two of them get misplayed and you can get an on man rush, and like they were right. playing, and I think it's percentage. about reading it too, right? Like as as yeah. with literally anything to do with hockey, but. but Cause, but if you break, cause if you can break that first, um, that first player against Carolina, you catch them. Like you will catch them. And For sure. And with the devil's forwards. Right. Exactly. The so, got, if you're going to break out clean, then yeah. you're going to get some damage. Um, yeah, the devils are, I think the devils are definitely, uh, still alive. I wouldn't even like count them out down three, one. The other thing, like I'll touch on quick. So. First off, we talked about how the home teams are probably going to stabilize now after beating this drum. Just not because I really, I just think it's 50-50. It's always been my case that it's closer to the teams just being able to play on the road or at home, basically bringing the same game. What's going on with Carolina is kind of getting a little insane for like four postseasons in a row of like, they can't play on the road and they're insane at home. Except against the Islanders. I can't decide if it's impressive or ridiculous because I'm like, can they really just not prepare to play on the road or... Is the environment that crazy at home? Like, what is the combination here? They've got Rod. You'd think he's the type of guy that supposedly gets them prepared for these moments on the road. And I, they just... I wonder really if it's struggle. like a... Ma- like, Is it like just matchup? If, I, I don't know. That's true too. Yeah. I'd like, is it like... Because really they have... Like, that stall line is so effective when... And he gets them out against the top dogs every chance he gets at home. It's it's absurd how many times I had to and watch the slave in pairing too. Exactly. Right. Game so like figure. that tilt that 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 just completely negates your best players uh more often than not. And unfortunately, the I think what is it? The Carolina they have four wins on the road in the postseason since two thousand nine and they made it every year and all four of them have come against the Islanders, I believe. So that's there you go. Um it is insane though. Uh, but I will, you know, the Islanders did get one down there, which was, which was nice. Although they had to survive it, but, um, okay. So, yeah, I think I think that Devils, kind of big picture, is 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 the way to play this series. Hockey betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most, when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Okay, uh, on to the other game Tuesday night, which is going to be Seattle and Dallas. Seattle's a 5-1 going into the third, so we can pretty safely assume that we will see uh, the Kraken with a 2-1 lead and Miro Haskinen is hurt for Dallas. He took a puck to the face. Who knows, right? Like with when he, I'm, I'm, they're down five, one, they're not going to bring him back out for this game. I'd assume. So, uh, it's likely we'll see Seattle close as a, a little shorter than what they went off at today. Dallas was a road favorite. We keep talking about the Seattle teams is, is always going to be live as an underdog. At what point, like, Assuming Haskin is in, at like what point does Seattle just become completely unappealing to you uh, for for this for this matchup? Because plus one twenty, I thought was a great number on Seattle tonight, and you know I don't, it's not going to be there. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. I think that'll be one to watch. Heiskanen's status is huge for them. I love the crack, and we haven't hit it hidden it all year. That said, I'm already kicking myself for passing on them tonight. It felt like Dallas really just took over and figured it out in game two. And who knows? I, I, I don't know if I'll end up with a side on this one, but I agree it's probably leaning towards crack with the numbers that'll come out. Um, 
And then prop wise, I think Karche, keep your eye on him goal for a goal. And then I think if Hints is still minus one ten for three shots, that's just you just keep playing that. It has to be played. He's he's killing it right now. I feel like he should be getting the Robertson lines right now for shots. Yeah, when is uh when is Jason Robertson gonna start getting going here? He is he's the difference between uh me uh being in a great spot in a in a playoff pool and <laughs> not. So we'd like it going. But anyways, uh yeah, I, I think like if if it's if it's where it closed again tonight, like plus one twenty. Plus one fifteen is fine at Seattle, but anything lower than that, I think, is a little much. Um, we will we're gonna re we're gonna record again on Tuesday night, so we'll just quickly touch on Wednesday. Uh, there will be two games on Wednesday: Vegas and Edmonton, and then we'll play after Toronto, Florida. The Panthers went up three nothing in the series with an overtime win over Toronto on Sunday night. They were the Leafs took a ton of money throughout the day before game three and I'm kicking myself for, for not just being like, we, why at this point? Like, like I got, I get that Toronto's a better team, but the, the number was stabilized. And then all of a sudden it shot up to like plus one thirty five on Florida. And I, I didn't play it. Um, instead like a, like a true genius. I went after the William Nylander stuff again. Um, Oh, don't even get me started on that. First <laughs> off. I had someone comment and be like, how the hell are we back on Nylander again? I think if you put a clip together of all his touches today, he played the best quiet game you ever will have. He set up that, that second goal. Was no him. one gave him any service whatsoever. He had so many like solid little delays and the defender would just fire muffins into the crest. I think if anyone helped him whatsoever, the one thing I was really like, I know that Matthews and Martyr really weren't going. That was painfully obvious. I thought it would have made a lot of sense to, to try Nylander with Matthews. Like after the first, I thought that was really clear and see if maybe that got something going. Cause I, I really thought Nylander looked like he had his legs. I thought he had some good touches. I just yeah, think that, I mean, he, that that second like, goal, when was, I made those bets, hit. I didn't count on Toronto getting dummy. That was what it came down yeah. to. Like I thought he would have some help and he was the only one going at all out of the big guys. So yeah, it was him. you're not going to win many games when you, you're, when you're deciding between your best forwards, David Kampf, Sam Lafferty or William Nylander. Um anyway, let's just quickly talk. We'll 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 go more in depth about this game on our Tuesday episode. Panthers plus one oh five, uh plus one ten right now is what it looks at looks like. And your your opening thought here, first of all, like Ilya Samsonov, we don't know. That doesn't sound good. He got hurt. Uh I don't think there's too much of a difference. I know that's him, insane to him say, and Joseph Wall, but like Wall did fine. Yeah, he was good, and yeah. uh, he's been good. And like, yeah, sure, you're a Leafs fan. Ideally, you'd want Ilya Samsonov in goal, but at the same time, you're down three nothing. So maybe like this is what you know. You, you just needed a jolt or something, but uh, I I have a feeling you're gonna say what I was thinking, which is like if you're you want to play the Panthers. There's so much logic behind it, and but if you want to play the Leafs on this line, like just go big. If Better you're betting the Leafs as a single win. in this game at minus one thirty, I don't, I don't know what the hell you're looking at. Bet them to win the Stanley Cup if you're going to bet them to do anything. Honestly, like what, like they're going to be reposted at at some pretty big numbers here. So 
You're going to get the biggest number you'll see on Toronto. You've seen on Toronto all the past three years, basically, to win the Stanley Cup. So, yeah. And I, yeah, I honestly think plus 110 is such a good number here. They're 25 it's just, to 1 to win the this Stanley Cup. This is such a hard game to win, like to me, and especially because Florida outplayed them tonight is the main reason. Like those first two games, I was still pumping up my Leafs because I was like, okay. I mean, I think anyone fair can make the case that at worst they should have had a split. Like they were painfully unlucky. And then tonight, as it wore along, they just had no juice. They, Florida had them figured out and the top guys weren't going. Um, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm sitting here just in horror being one of the only people who thought the Leafs would do something this year. It's it's an awful thing. <laughs> um, yeah. I have a so good too. friend who... Uh, just went through a breakup and he went on like a 10 day vacation in Mexico and was just like chilling and golfing and working out and stuff. And I honestly feel like that's where I'm at with being someone who thought this Leafs team would win this year. I just want to curl up in a hole and just, you know, quit making content and, and call it a year. So it's not over. Uh, yeah. I mean, fourth one, you, you and I were both had our teams both coached by Barry Trotz. And Barry Trotz would remind both of us right now that the fourth one is the hardest one to win. It is. And I agree. Like, if I was going to be positive, that's where I'd say, like, but that's why you would never bet Toronto as a single right. a, yeah. as a favorite in this game. You just wouldn't because it's the hardest I, one to win. Like, this one's 25 probably to one I'm seeing out there to win the Stanley Cup. And that is not playable. No, I know. But it's like, if you're going to play anything, I just would do that. It's not, I don't think the, like, the, the, the true odds are higher than that, but. I don't even know what the hell to say about them. That was the most I've been disappointed where it was just like, what the, f- what are you doing? Like, it was so the final two periods, I was just disgusted. Perfect just... note to end this one on. Uh, all right. We'll be back Tuesday night to go deeper into that and give you a chance to breathe. Maybe you'll be in Mexico, uh, you know, golfing and working out and doing this. And then uh, we'll f- figure out some more bets. But uh, for now, that's all we got. So, Best of luck with all your bets on Monday and Tuesday. We'll see you again Wednesday morning. Uh, for Nick Martin, I'm Michael Leboff. Thank you to our sponsors, BetMGM. This has been Line Change. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.